Hello and welcome, welcome to, to The, the Smut, Smut Show, Show, a weekly podcast from your new internet book besties. We discuss all things spicy books and mix in a little bit of motherhood, life, self-care, and everything in between. So sit back, grab a beverage, and let's chat. Hello and welcome to The Smut Show. I'm Neely. And I'm Rachel, and today we have a very exciting guest. If you have listened to the podcast at all lately, you have heard Neely talk about this person. So without further ado, (laughs) Jessica Joyce is on the podcast with us today. Jessica grew up a voracious reader who loved to lose herself in books. And it says to ask you about your ability to walk and read at the same time. So we'll we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Thanks yeah, to a questions. fam. Yes. <laughs> Thanks to a family full of romance novel loving women, she discovered love stories and never looked back, especially when she realized she could lose herself in the world she created. She now lives happily ever ongoing. Love that. With her husband and son in the Bay Area when she's not writing character-driven, realistic, and relatable tales of millennials who are just doing their best life while falling in love, you can find her listening to one of her dozens of chaotically curated Spotify playlists, trying out a new skincare face mask, crying over cute animal TikToks, or watching the 2005 version of Pride and Prejudice. Jessica, same. Like, to all of us. Jessica Um, is all of us. more recently, for all three of us, just posting Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift memes. That's just everybody's personality today. Um, We've just completely dated ourselves for when we're recording this because... (laughs) Like, they'll be broken up by then. We are recording this. That would be so sad. (laughs) A mere mere 48 hours after Taylor Swift graced the world with her presence at a football game and... Welcome. And there's that... That um oh yeah the world lost it and there's that uh, how she's visiting all the mojo dojo casa houses, casa houses. Or whatever. Yeah. yes mm-hmm. As I died I was like yes she's but I going think, to see I what think they do Tessa with Bailey, them. I think Tessa Bailey won the yeah oh, did yeah, you I did, I did, yeah I saw her her TikTok I was <laughs> crying laughing I've watched it fourteen times since last yeah. night I just oh, keep watching it I love how oh, she's like it. I'm more invested in this than my own life right yeah. I mean I think I think we can all um, relate to that a little yeah. bit it's nice but anyway hi Jessica thanks for coming on and talking <laughs> about Taylor Swift this is a us. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey <laughs> podcast now I know yeah. like I don't even care about my book let's just did y'all I. <laughs> I don't think I posted this, but he's her 13th guy she's dated. Yes. So I, and like one of my friends and I, like literally the the majority of our texts are just us sending TikToks back and forth to each other. Yes, and being we like, know the feeling. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, and she sent me, she sent me that and I was like, oh my God. It's either Did like you- totally faded or it's gonna end in disaster like did you see a new album on the i'm still calling it twitter because it's just always going to be twitter but on twitter the nfl changed their bio to nfl taylor's version like the actual nfl (gasps) oh my gosh so i love that the nfl is just casually leaning into this well i mean it's the best story they've ever gotten in their lives yeah yeah i love my friend just one today oh sorry go ahead well, my Truly friend just to me that she, I know this, that Travis Kelsey jerseys have gone up 400%. 400%. Sales have gone up 400%. And then I, where, somebody just posted, was this you, Neely, who posted, like, if you want to troll the, uh-huh. like, That's what I was about to say. <laughs> With the it guy, so the, girls, the girls, like, talking yes. to her husband, and she's yes. like, 
can you believe that Taylor Swift like put Travis Kelsey on the map and the guy yeah. gets like so personally offended? <laughs> oh, there are, like, a, multiple TikToks of that. And, and see, like, in our house, I am both so the good. sports person and the Taylor Swift person. So mm-hmm. like, I can't relate, but yeah, most places <laughs> probably could. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Too funny. Yeah. A lot of good content coming out of like whatever happens, like the content is some great Speaking content. Of, we can do yeah. our one in five star moments and I should probably just change my five star moment to that because it's truly been <laughs> like the best nothing's part. gonna top that this week. Like <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna jump into my one in five star and I'm gonna start with my five star, which I had written down as um I had a girlfriend's over share night, which was wonderful. I had four of my close girlfriends over and we were originally gonna go out. Like we had like made dinner reservations and we were like why don't we get pizza and wine and just like hang in my living room with like a fall candle? And it was honestly delightful. We like made a big salad, had cookies. It was great. And everybody was home by 10 and it was perfect. Perfect night. Um, And then my other five star is just Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey for no reason other than I'm entertained by it. I really like didn't feel any kind of way towards him before. Like I had medium feelings. Like I'm a Cowboys fan. So like, I'm just like, you're, okay like you're there like yeah. I don't know yeah. anything about you're playing you. Other football than, yeah I think he had a reality show on E a long time ago what? it was like a dating show I'm gonna google oh it but I think gosh. it was called Catching Kelsey am I making this up let me look I don't it, know that's uh, hilarious yes Catching Catching Kelsey one season in search of his soulmate NFL player Travis Kelsey dates one woman from each state 2016 Okay, so my brain is good for wow. Your brain is really good. Really niche reality shows. Um, that was my only knowledge of him before. That and that he's <laughs> like a good football player. Um, yeah, and that he has a brother, and they played against each other in the Super Bowl. And like, yeah, it was really their cute. mom wore a jersey that was split. Um, my one star moment is that I was sick nine days ago, and it took me like nine days to feel better. Oh, that's the word. Uh, I had a stomach and I was just nauseous for like seven days after that to the point where I took a pregnancy test because I was that concerned. My God. <laughs> and I she went through infertility she... and I'm almost 40. It's extremely unlikely that I would be pregnant. And I was like, <laughs> I told Andrew, I was like, this will not be a happy accident. This will be right. a, what has happened. Yeah. <laughs> Something is wrong. Actually, it was fine. Was it was negative. I didn't even. I had to like read the instructions. I was like, "It has been a minute. How do you take I a pregnancy? Like, how do I? How do I pee on this? Five star moment in the one star moment, right? Yeah, like, my five star uh, moment. I'm not pregnant. Not yeah. pregnant. <laughs> my one star moment is for a hot second there. I was real worried. I was. <laughs> I hate that. Oh, I hate. I hate. Okay, wait, that sounded bad. I'm glad that you're not pregnant. I hate when you are worried that you're pregnant. That's like the worst feeling in the world. And also having gone through infertility. (laughs) Rachel and I, I we were texting. I was like, how things have changed that now we are pregnant. You're like, like, the way we used to beg for a positive pregnancy test. And now we're like, like, please, no. Don't be positive. Don't be positive. (laughs) 
Uh, that's hilarious. Okay. Um, I will do my one in five star. Okay. Well, okay. So I put, so I'm changing my five star too. I put that I saw my college best friends this weekend, which was super fun. It was uh, like college best friends, (laughs) not you. It was so fun. But okay. And I don't even think this is a five star yet. Cause like I'm two episodes in, but I started one tree hill and I'm telling you, I posted about it on Instagram and the amount of people that came out of the woodwork, this is the first time I've ever seen it. Yeah. And people are, losing their shit it's a really intense uh like fan base yes yeah well and people are like text me updates and i'm like well first of all i'm on episode i finished two episodes i have people yeah, Neely is people, but there is other people, and yeah, it's not just Neely. I'm not getting out here like it's people and it's Neely in real time, week by week. I'm kind of shocked that I didn't. Yeah. Uh, and, um, I'm curious to see how long it takes you to end up as Team Nathan. Ooh. What? <laughs> okay. That. How? I need to that, know how you avoid one tree hill. That blew my mind. After two episodes, I'm like, I will never be oh, Team Nathan. But truly. How have you spent all these years not knowing anything about One Tree Hill? Because, like, there are weeks that it's my whole TikTok and I don't even know why. I don't know. Never I mean, I was like a Dawson's Creek girl. (gasps) Don't even get me started. (laughs) Jessica, my AIM screen name was Dawes Creek 14. Love that. Like, it was a thing. It was a thing. Yeah. I no, we we, we have talked Creek frequently girl. about Dawson's Creek. As frequently as we've talked about you with a view, uh, we and have Taylor talked Swift. about yeah. yeah, and Taylor Swift. We like have if talked somebody about had Dawson's to Creek. like I a smut show starter pack, if you will, mm-hmm. it would be <laughs> Neely. Neely talking about Taylor Swift, yeah, you with a view, Dawson's Creek, um, the weather. Uh, what is Rachel talking about? Um, fanfic. Obviously, uh, the fourth fourth wing, because I'm, yeah, uh, Twilight probably. Oh, I could talk about Twilight all day. Yeah, um, we got a vibe going here. Jonas You're missing Brothers. one, Jonas Brothers. You're missing one, Neely. Everybody's yelling at their what? phone right now. Ice Planet Barbarian. Oh my god, what is wrong with me? <laughs> How could you forget? I'm sorry. Okay, I'm tired. but now it's one tree hill too. But I'm just like my mind is just blown. Y'all just blew my mind. So I don't know what's gonna happen. But anyway, so maybe I'm gonna make maybe I'm gonna make a group on Instagram and we and we, and we just get my unhinged updates. Because my first Please. my first text that I sent to everybody was why does everybody have the same last name? Because I was very confused. Because everybody was walking around and they were like, I'm Lucas Scott. I'm Nathan Scott. And then they were like, and I was like, who are these people? Why everybody's last name in this town is Scott. Is that What's even the right even last name? What's more confusing is that Lucas has blonde hair, but Nathan's mom has blonde hair, and Nathan has brown hair, but Lucas's mom has blonde. That doesn't I, ever come into play. I have it not just met always Nathan's mom yet. Oh, I feel like she's like a while into season one before you meet her. Okay. Okay. Well, that's my five star moment. And then my one star moment, it's kind of boring. I just feel like I've like in like have been grinding lately. Like I am just like need a break um i we have a four-day weekend coming up our fall break in texas um which is like fair day and i'm not going to the fair because i'm not subjecting myself to that um in the like 100 degree heat 
Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm just ready for a break. I feel like I've been doing a lot of work and then there's just been like a lot of like overcommitting myself. Yeah. That's what I just said. Yeah. I'm ready for a break. But your kids are going to be home. Okay. So I'm going to (laughs) go, I'm shipping my kids off to the grandparents. Nice. Like a whole four day weekend? For part, most of the four day weekend. I mean, I won't be here. I'll be in Chicago and Andrew will be solo parenting. So then I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be great. I'm so excited. So, all right, Jessica, what about you? What are your five star and one star moments? I think my five star um, moment this week, I mean, it's early still. It's only Tuesday, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You could do like the last seven calendar days if that's easier. Okay, my five stars that today I got color sketches for book two for mm-hmm. the cover. Mm-hmm. And I love them. So that I was can't like. Wait for whatever book two is. I don't even need to know about it. Just tell me <laughs> when it's available and I'll be the first I one mean, reading it. I'm like, I was told that I, that I could, you know, do cover reveal and concept reveal and all of that in October. So, and we're almost in October. So I'm like, okay. It has crossed. to be coming soon. Like we have yeah. to I'm like approaching yeah, the well. time. Um, so that was my five star. Oh, my other five star is that um, both book two related. Um, BK Morrison, who, you know, obviously wrote the Love Light Farm series. I sent her my, my book to guess what yesterday to read and she read it like, she like stayed up all night reading. I'm shocked, Rachel, that your five star moment wasn't that. Oh my gosh, she... I'm I cannot believe that it wasn't that. Can I go back? Can I backtrack? You just Hold reminded on. me. I literally wake up. Was that today? No, that was yesterday. Was yesterday. I don't even know what day it is. I wake up yesterday morning to a direct message in Smutcho podcast from BK Borson. Like, hey, I would love to come talk about uh, holiday romance on the podcast, and, when I, tell and I was you- like. Rachel had I, a feral reaction. I yes, thought I was going to have to I give her a tranquilizer. Lost my shit. I love the Love Light Farm series. I know, I'm obsessed with it. I haven't read it yet, but I'm going to. You're going to I mean, the, the, uh, sat, like, I was so happy for her when she went trad, but like the mm. sadness I felt when I knew it wasn't going to be until next summer that I got yeah. before, like, I am dying. So that was my, so I, I, so the fact that she read your book in a day, like that is a five star moment. Go you. Really? Oh my yeah. god. No, she I was like, can't wait to read it in probably a day and ignore my children and be like, Yeah. I'm busy. <laughs> Jessica <laughs> Joyce released a new book. Don't talk to me. Busy. Like farming them. Yeah. And, 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 like, no way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, those are like great five star moments. Um my one star moment. I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know. I mean, nothing that I could say publicly. <laughs> like, I, I did have a moment, but I, I can't talk about it. Um, I don't know. I know I, the feeling. There are times I yeah. have a lot of one-star moments where I'm like, can't talk about that on yeah. Um, that's when the on. weeks when we're like, oh, the weather sucks. You're like, oh, we've yeah. had a shitty no, no. week. I mean, like, there are some it. weeks that yeah. the weather probably contributed to why I had a one-star yeah. moment. Yeah, one-star. Yeah. I'll probably think of a one-star moment in, like, 30 minutes. But right now, I can't think of anything, like, truly one-star. 
That's good though. We love that though. It's okay to not have a one star too. I I mean, we do that at the dinner table when we don't have a low, and the my kids are like, "No low today." I'm like, "That's great." Some days you won't have a low. I also want to be like, "You're four and six. What could possibly have been so horrible in your world?" Yeah. Well, tonight Emmy's low was that she had a a scratch on her finger, and I was like, "Ma'am, yeah, I get it. Like, probably time for you to go to bed." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you're upset about that, then yeah, it's time. Yeah. So my kids usually go to bed at 6 30 just really quick i think one of my lows is also that liam had cup scouts last night and didn't go to bed till almost nine but still oh, no. 5 30 today no, no. and he was not in happy moods today he no. was real tired I mean, I was, I was yeah. like dude that was later than i wanted to be up last night uh recent read i read meet your match <laughs> the candy steiner um it was be spicy it was very, very good. Spicy. It was yeah. very good. I really liked it. I'm really excited for the next book. I'm really excited to talk about it for a book club. It was it was highly enjoyable. Five stars. Loved Love it. that. Um, By this point, the uh, book club episode will have already aired, but yes. we are going to talk all about. We'll have a whole episode about Meet Your Match. And for my next read, I pulled our Smut Show uh, Instagram because I was torn between four different books. And they're very different. And I mean, when I tell you there was like, there were four choices. And basically every vote was this one book, which is Mile High by Liz Tom Ford, which I will probably have finished by the time this airs. Um, And somebody responded with, there's only one right answer. It's like, all right, guys. (laughs) Right. right. I will say I love Mile High. I'm going to read all four books, which you've read. Have you read all? No, you've read three of the four. I've read three of the four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. Good choices all around, honestly. What'd you read? All right. I read The Hookup Plan by Farrah Rashon, and mm. it was phenomenal. So I started, I read um, oh, Boyfriend Project is the first book in that series, and I read that probably like four years ago. I think Emmy was a baby when I read that and I loved it. So I've been kind of like following the series as they came out. Um, except this one came out like last year. I, I was very behind on this one. I've had it sitting on my bookshelf forever. Um, and I finally was like, you know what? I need to just listen to it because I know I'm going to love it. So I've been list- I did that on audio. Just finished it. Um, I love a book where uh, the trope is like, uh, we're just going to be fuck buddies. And you're like, no, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not. Um, So that was kind of the premise of it. And then she's like a badass surgeon and he's like a billionaire. They always are. Tech person or not tech. He comes in and they do like, uh, okay, so. Should I backtrack? I should backtrack. I'm not explaining this well. Um, they meet at their high school I'm reunion triggered. because they – I know. I'm so sorry. Um, they met at their high school reunion or, like, re-met, right? They were rivals in high school, which, like, oh, that's our, my theme for the week. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they were, like, high school rivals, and then uh, they get back uh, – see each other at their high school reunion, um, and she's, like, we're going to – I, like, need to de-stress. Like, we're going to hook up. It's going to be one – starts as one night, right? Well, then he shows that she goes shows up to the hospital the next Monday and he's there. His company's coming in to like audit the hospital and she like loses her shit. She's super mad that he never told her. And then she's like, but you know what? You are a great lay. So let's just keep doing this. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll just like we we'll just keep going. Um, so it was really good. I really loved it. Um, it's got some great like family dynamics and then like strong female friendships. I love. Um, and so by the way, random fun fact: my aunt and uncle met at their twenty year high school reunion. They graduated together but never knew each other, and they met at their twenty year uh, high school reunion. See, and got married a year later. Yeah, That's there so you go. Cute. Same high school I went to, but um, I don't know. I just always found that like so interesting. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. how did you not know each other? And then they met and they got married. Yeah, I love that. All right, Jessica, what's a recent read you've loved? I just finished reading um, Effie Olson's Summer Special. It's by Rochelle Billow. Um, and it comes out next year. I can't remember what the actual um, pub date is, but um I we have we share the same editor, um, and so I got to read it early, and it was just like a fabulous end of summer read. It's set um, in like a uh, coastal Maine, like an, uh, on an mm-hmm. island, a little mm-hmm. small island town in Maine. Um, and Effie, who is the main character, comes back. Um, she's a chef, um, and she comes back to her hometown. Um, to sort of like lick her wounds, you know, she's mm-hmm. not, you know, not thriving. Um, and it's like a second chance cause she reconnects with her high school best friend. Oh my God, I love second chance. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, it's just, and like, I love um, it so much. Ro- Rochelle, I think she, I think she was like, um, is, is, or was a, like a food writer. Um, oh, cool. And so, like, the descriptions of mm. the food in the book mm-hmm. of the meals are so, like, I felt like I was, like, tasting them as I was reading the book. Um, that reminds me of reading Julie and Julia. When I read Julie mm-hmm. and Julia, like, years and years ago, yeah. and I was, like, starving the whole time I was yes. reading it. Yeah, it's, it's exactly I like that. I love that. And, like, I could never have food that – like, I don't have access to food that good. So, of course, like, anything that I eat after reading that book, I'm like, well, this is a disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, sad. My mac and yeah. cheese isn't hitting the same. Exactly. It's like, oh. I don't know. Mac and cheese always hits. Yeah, that's true. It does. There's, like, it's- very rarely a situation in my life where, like, mac and cheese is not the answer. Little blue box <laughs> is always going to yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I read I, – I loved that book. I, I thought it was just, like, she, she writes with um, – it, like her writing is very sensorial. So like you can feel things, you can like the way she describes them, like you can really picture it. You can, it's like, I don't know. It's very visceral. So um, loved, loved that book. Um, what else have I read recently? Um, that was my most recent read. I'm, I'm, I'm a slow reader these days and I don't know if yeah. it's because I write too. But like I, I could like bang out a book in a week. But like I'm not, I'm not reading multiple books a week. But that yeah, was. My I most- feel like I've been reading really slow lately. And I have I don't too. Know I'm just not like a big thing is I've been really tired at night, and so like yeah. I used to read for a long time at night, and I just like I'll read like a chapter and I'm like asleep. Totally. Um, yeah. And, and I yeah. used to read a lot during the day, and I'm like. Maybe I'm just actually working now and like focusing so on work now. And I'm like, <laughs> no. And I'm like, I just can't do that. Like, although if it's a book, I feel like it's, if it's a book I get really into, it's one of those things where I will like just not work and I will sit there and read. But I don't know. I feel like ever since I read you with a view, I like can't. <laughs> like a book is just. Neely's been it's, struggling. It's been such a struggle. Like, it's probably, <laughs> it's probably the biggest book hangover I've ever had. Oh my gosh. And 
I, before that, that title went to the idea of you by Robin Lee, because when I finished the idea of you, I was so unwell that I just read it again. Cause I was like, I don't even know what else to do. And I, we had Robin Lee on and I was like, I just need to talk to you about like, I just had a sequel. Like, are we, is there any chance? Mm -hmm. No. She gave no beats about a sequel. Yeah. Um, she's yeah. very tight lipped about she is. all future endeavors. Um, yeah. Well, that she did say she was that maybe there will be then. But she was like maybe one of the loveliest humans I've ever yeah, uh, talked to. Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, just so she was exactly what you think she would be. Yes, she I'm is. like picturing her in my mind. Yeah, my yeah, totally. she's so lovely. Okay, well, the Neely's obsession with you with a view is a great uh, segment <laughs> into our interview with you. So, um, before we start talking about the book, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how you got into writing. We call this section your villain origin story. Yeah. Oh, love that. Okay, villain yeah. origin story. Um, well, I live in the Bay Area. I um. I love this question. Like, where are you from? Because I'm always like, uh, uh, I was born in Southern California and lived like sort of all over Orange County and then lived in Washington State in a suburb of Seattle and then moved down to San Diego and then randomly, because um, my, I don't know what my parents were doing, but we moved to Boise, Idaho. And I lived there for four years. It was a very random, like, yeah. One of my best friends lived in Boise for several years and loved it and said that it was, like, amazing. Yeah. I just because, like, yeah, I did not. <laughs> I lived there in the 90s, so I don't know. Like, that was not my experience. <laughs> yeah, it was not my – I mean, because I was coming from San Diego, which is, like, a coastal town. Yeah. Yeah. Very different vibes than <laughs> yes, Boise. Yes, Boise. It was a culture shock. Shout out um, to our Boise listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's amazing. I like I haven't been there in years. It was more it was more probably the kids that I was hanging out with versus the culture of Boise as a city. Like cuz I was Don't worry. I think we probably cool. have one listener from Boise. Yeah, so you're probably, yeah, yeah. I'm not super you worried know, about offending people. Against Boise. I was 13 years old like there was nothing to do. Also, when you're a 13-year-old girl, you hate everything about everything. So. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, and then moved back to Washington state, but Southern Washington, like by Portland and then moved to, like once I was adult, an adult, um, I moved down to the Bay area. So I've been here the longest. So I think like the easy answer is to say I'm from here, but I'm, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm from all Kirk, up and down yeah, the yeah. West coast, all up and down the West coast. Exactly. So, um, and then. I got into writing. I mean, I've kind of always just written. Like I I I have this like printout of a story I wrote when I was 8 called The Horse. <laughs> and it was about a little girl named Susan, which is my mom's name, um who had a horse and like the 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 story is like 3 pages long. It's like very rudimentary. I also illustrated it, so just like Shout a out. little double threat situation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I don't know. Like, I just always, like, I loved reading. I, um, you know, I remember sitting in bed, you know, when I was really young with like a pile of Dr. Seuss books and just like plowing through them, you know, mm -hmm. every night. Um, Babysitter's Club, R.L. Oh, Stein, yeah. Thumps, like all yeah. of those. Sweet Valley Middle School, Sweet Valley High, you know, like all yeah. of them. 
Sweet Valley um, was like seriously. It was I, my I've never been more upset that I didn't have friends that were twins. Oh, when I, was. I wanted to be a twin. I was like, like you guys. I wanted to be a twin. Why yeah. didn't you do that for me? I'm shocked yeah. we haven't talked about Sweet Valley before on here. <laughs> I know. I mean, the drama. The drama of it all. Do you remember like the very shortly lived Sweet Valley TV show? Does anybody remember Oh, yes. That? I watched oh. it. I loved oh. that show. Rachel, I think what I'm, year I were think you born in, Jessica? 82. Okay, yeah. see? Yeah. Just, I've aged myself out of this conversation. Years of my time. Yeah. Are you from the nineties? Yeah, yeah. The 90s? Okay. I was in. Uh, it's a ninety-one. I was. I'm eighty-four. I'm eighty-four. Yeah. So, um, okay, you're there more. Are some, but there are some things that are just very specific to like. It's kind of like, and I bet you saw this too, Jessica. The Clueless TV show. Like, if oh. you didn't watch it when it was on, you didn't. Rachel Blanchard, who's now okay, share mm. yes. the Clueless TV show is the mom. Yes, yes, from, yes. Okay, and because yes, I remember I saw her and I was like, she looks very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked her up. She's done oh exactly God. two things, and it was those yeah. two things. <laughs> it was those two oh my things. God, I yeah. love that show. Oh, yeah. I love But did anyone up. else ever find it odd that it was literally the whole cast from the movie and then her? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Alicia Silverstone was like, I don't know. I got other things to do. Yeah. Yeah. She also, do you remember that movie that she did with Benicio del Toro, where she like gets kidnapped by him? Uh, and then they fall in love. Yes. What is that called? I'm gonna look it up because it's gonna. I was just thinking. I, that I loved that movie. Like in hindsight, I'm like, it's kind of messed up, right? Like he. Listen, I loved the movie Fear. Fear. Did y'all ever see Fear that Reese Witherspoon was in with Mark no, Wahlberg? I, I didn't like. I don't like. It's not no, I don't either. Okay, it's suspenseful. It's not my kind of movie at all. Which is yeah. like yeah. shocking. I don't. Yeah. I don't do. I don't like to be scared. I don't. Um, but it's. I'm. I'm looking this up. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, oh, okay, so I you wrote a book about a horse. Yes, I wrote a book about horses. <laughs> I will go off on a tangent. Oh, so will we? Don't do even, don't even worry about it. Um, and yeah, I just like I wrote when I like throughout my teen- teenage years. I wrote like little YA stories. Always excess baggage. Yes, yes. Oh my god, I have to rewatch that, and I'm gonna be like horrified that I ever loved it. But yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, and and then okay, Rachel, you're gonna love this because I I got into Twilight, right? Yes, as we I, all did at I some was, point. I had a coworker who was like obsessed with books, and it this was like two months before the movie came out, or maybe just a few months before. I don't know, whatever. Um, and she was like, Jessica, you have to read this book, like this book series. You're going to love it. And I was like, I don't know. Like, because by, by that point, I was only reading romance. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't really want to read about vampires. Like, that's not yeah. Teenage vampires, to tell right. you. I was like, I don't think I'm going to like it. I. Yeah, you were wrong. I bought the book. I'm like, whatever. I'll go buy the book. I bought Twilight. I read it. In a day, and you know, like that's a thick boy, and right? That book, like, yes, those yes. books are not short. Those no. books are so wordy. Yeah, yeah. so wordy. I read it in a day, and like this was at the point we I lived, I lived in San Francisco for a long time, and I was living in San Francisco at this point. So I would walk to work. I would walk to my office building. Is that when my, you learn to walk and read? No, that that's something I've just been able to She's do. She's like, no, I knew that. Uh, <laughs> no, that predates this. Reading. Yeah. <laughs> I once could. 
Um, so I, there was a Borders downtown at the time. And I remember I, on my way to work, I stopped the Borders. It wasn't open yet. I waited until it opened. And the second it opened, I raced to get New Moon. And like that day at work, I put the book in like a FedEx box and would like take it to the bathroom, like pretending like I'm going to go to FedEx. And I would sit (laughs) in the bathroom stall and like read as many pages as I could. Because I was just like, I have to know what happens. Like, I need to know what happens to these yeah. people. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, so began an obsession, like an extended obsession with Twilight. And I discovered that there was fan fiction. Like, I had yes. never heard of fan fiction before. Um, but I Rachel discovered- Rachel loves like, her some fan fiction. Yeah, I no, I mean, fiction. I had no idea that it, it even existed. But like, once I found it, I was like reading it voraciously and you know it started out with like they were still vampires but it was like a new story and then it was like they're human you yeah. know and, like I got into the Aves stuff oh yeah and then I started writing it yes um, I was really hoping that that's where yeah. this story was going oh, Rachel's totally. like I want to read your Twilight like, fanfic please please I wish it was still around oh, oh, um, sad. but I do remember like the one because I I wrote primarily Rosalie and Emmett fan fiction okay. and okay. them. Yeah. Um and and so my like my one full length um fan fiction of them was like a hundred and fifty thousand words, which now I'm like, Jesus, like Yeah, dang. <laughs> um but I, you know, that was sort of my first like dip into sharing my work with people and like getting feedback because you know mm-hmm. you would post a chapter and you would get comments you know from yeah. people um and I just remember people like actually reading it and being like oh my god I loved you know xyz I love your writing I loved how you did this I love how you did that and it was so like it was just it felt I felt like my life changed a little bit which sounds very dramatic but I had never imagined like that I could share my work with people first of all and second of all that they would be into it that they yeah. would like my writing um because for a long time I was just writing for myself and like I didn't know if it was any good I didn't know if what I was writing made any sense like I didn't know any of that so um so fan fiction was like really formative for me because I was able to like I think that gave me the confidence to be like oh, okay like I could maybe do this in a different way eventually. Um, And this was, of course, like a long time ago. This was in like 2009 to 2011. And then the fandom kind of died out because people were, you know, going into traditional publishing Mm -hmm. and writing original stuff. And so the fandom kind of broke apart. But, um, you know, I kept writing for myself. And then I just, you know, like the pandemic hit in 2020. And I was like, any, like anything could happen. Like I could get sick tomorrow. My husband could get sick. Like, Mm -hmm. we're like, I think we were all sort of like, oh my God, the world could change. And like, yeah. Right. Um, And so I was just like, I'm just going to see what happens. Like I, I had a manuscript that I was working on and I joined Twitter where at the time, you know, the writing community was super strong. You know, they were having pitch contests and mentorships and like all of this different stuff. Um, And I met a really amazing community of people um, who helped me, you know, grow so much as a writer. Like I look at 
in fact, the other night I was reading some of my old stuff, like old, old stuff. And I mean, I didn't know what structure was. I didn't know what story beats were. I didn't know any of that stuff. And I learned all of that through the writing community and through, you know, authors who are now, you know, published or publishing, you know, in mm-hmm. the near future. Um, and so, you know, it was, it was such, it, it's been like such a long sort of tale of like me writing, 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 writing. And now getting to this point where like my book is out on the shelves, people are reading it, people are resonating with it. Um, I get to, you know, I wrote another book and that's going to be out. Like all of these things are happening. And, um, you know, it, it's been a long time, but I feel like everything that I, did up to this point was just building up to this specific moment. And this is exactly how it was supposed to play out. Um, which is cool. Like when I think back on, on everything that I did to get here, like it was such a journey and that feels yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's so amazing. We, I guess, discovered your book at the same time. We had um, mm. Katie from Beach Reads and Bubbly on the podcast. Oh, yes. mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we had, as we do, asked, her like a recent read and she was talking about you with a view and I was like okay and like I'm like taking notes on the book she talks about and like um and Rachel will tell you like I'm a huge we're both big mood readers so like yeah I have to be in the right place and I'm also one of those people that will plug a book in on TikTok and I need to like see if the aesthetic is like mm-hmm. fitting my mood um so it's really leaving it up to random people who make aesthetic videos yeah and so and I was like, okay, I'm going to read you with a view. And um, we always laugh because like I read so much dual point of view mm-hmm. that I was like, okay, like it's, it's been fine. Like so you know, so hype yourself up. I didn't <laughs> even notice that like it was so different from what I was reading. Not like, I mean, you know what you're reading, but like, yeah, I have read other books where like, I'm very aware that I'm reading a book. Mm-hmm. not how I normally read it and so yeah. anyway read it made up my whole personality what gave well, you the it was so idea? funny oh well, sorry go ahead. I, I texted Neely like two days ago and was like you never even said anything about the fact that this book isn't dual point of view mm-hmm. and because that's like what we read most frequently yeah. and she was like she texted me back she goes honestly I didn't even notice <laughs> I just, like, like wasn't even <laughs> Didn't even matter. Didn't, yeah. Just straight up didn't matter. Like, didn't even know when it. I describe this book to people, I'm like, it's like reading a warm blanket out of the dryer. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it wraps you in a hug. And you just, like, literally feel good on the inside. Like, you do. I don't know how else to describe it. Because love that. it was so beautifully written. But yeah. it also just, like, I love that it... We're going to get more into yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of this. But, like... I love that it was really two love stories that you're mm-hmm. getting at the same time. And you're like so focused on this one that you almost like don't even realize that you're getting this whole other love story as well. Yeah. Um, so what gave you the idea for you with a view? Um, it was, it was sort of a dual thing. Um, and again, like this story was like really cooking in my brain for a long time. Um, And typically, like, my story ideas kind of do. You know, it takes me a while to really connect and think about what I want it to be. Um, So, you know, back in 2016, um, my grandma, who I was very close with, um, she got sick. And so I traveled to her 
house. She lived in, in Southern Utah, um, you know, with the rest of my family, you know, to visit her because I knew, you know, it was a, a fast progressing thing and, and, um, I needed to get out there and she had, you know, she kept so many pictures. I mean, she had boxes and boxes of pictures and every time I would be at her house, I spent every summer with her, with my cousin growing up at her house in, in Southern Utah. Um, and I remember, you know, every summer I would spend hours like looking through photos, um, And it was just something that I instinctively did every time I was at her house because she had so many. And I don't know, there's something about like tangible memories that feels very comforting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, a bunch of us were sitting in the guest room going through these boxes of photos and I had pulled out a stack of photos of my grandma and this like super handsome guy and you know at the bottom it she had, like she she wrote um on every picture like what was happening the year it was who were in the who was in the picture and it was like nick and i 19 i think it was 40 something and i was just like oh my god like first of all this guy is so hot like like <laughs> go grandma so like he he could get it um <laughs> And, you know, there were just like vibes between them. Like you could, I, I posted a a few of the pictures on my Instagram, um, a while ago. Um, and it was just like the body language. Like I could tell that she was into him and like that he was into her and whatever. So I asked my aunt who was sitting next to me, I'm like, you know, who is this? Like, what what's the story here? Cause my grandma to like where she deviates from Kathleen because Kathleen Noel's grandma in the book was married to her husband for 60 something years. Mm -hmm. My grandma was married four times. So like, you know, I like she, she had her share of, of relationships. And so I assumed I was like, okay, so this was a boyfriend, right? Like, yeah, he was somebody. Um, And my aunt was sort of like, Oh, you know, that was Nick. Like he was such a great family friend, really like a brother to her. And you're like, yeah, right. <laughs> I know. And my grandma, she was in the other room. She was in her room and she's like hopped up on painkillers. I mean, she's like not of this world, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. this was like a very lucid moment for her because she heard my aunt saying that and called down the hall, not my brother. Like she was like, absolutely not. There was nothing like there were mm-hmm. feelings. <laughs> like she. Oh my gosh. That there was like something going on. So yeah. Um, so it turned out that, you know, she and Nick were interested in each other. My great grandmother did not approve for whatever Mm. reason. And they just never ended up being together. Like they never had a relationship despite their feelings for each other. Um, and I just remember thinking like, what an interesting story, like what an Mm -hmm. interesting, like, um, thread, like to see something so obvious never come to fruition. Mm -hmm. Um, And the like, what could have been of it all, you know, was really interesting to me. So I kind of set that idea aside because I loved the idea of like weaving my grandma's story into something of of mine um she was super super supportive of my of my writing like she loved the fact that I was a writer you know even at that time when I was just writing for myself um and so I set it aside but I always thought about it you know like I always was like oh that's so interesting like hmm, that could be cool 
Um, and then again, like during the pandemic, I um, downloaded TikTok and um, got addicted right away, of course, as you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and just started seeing like all of these TikToks of people who were like, I lost touch with my best friend. I am looking for my long lost brother. I'm looking for yada, whatever, um, you know, an old boyfriend, whatever. And I don't know, like the two pieces just came together. I was like, it would be so interesting if a woman found pictures of her grandma with like a hot guy from back in the day, but couldn't ask her about it and took to TikTok to see if she could like track down the mystery man. Um, And, you know, like my romance brain was working too. And I'm like, how could it, how could like, how could I make this more interesting and that's where I thought of like, oh, the mystery man's grandson is like her old high school rival. Because I love enemies to lovers. Like that's what yeah, I, I love enemies to lovers. It's just very delicious. Um, yes, it is. Yeah. So it like they all like it just sort of coalesced a little bit. And, and that storyline was born. Um, and well, it fell out of my head from there, kind of a little bit. It's beautiful, and and, and Neely was talking about kind of the the two love stories that you read about in the book, and uh, part of, some of it's kind of like hard to read because you yeah. know that they don't end up together, mm-hmm. and the grandparents, and uh, and it's it's heartbreaking. I mean, there's a part of it that's heartbreaking, and you yeah. know that it, ultimately it's for the best, and you did you like you told that story so well of like this is the way it had to happen. Um, but you're like, Oh, you're so like torn up about it. Um, was it hard to kind of have both of those playing out simultaneously, Mm -hmm. uh, as you, as you were writing the story? Yeah, I was, I talked about this. I went to a book club this weekend and talked about this specific thing because someone was like, like you, you went to like someone's book club about the book, right? They had read. They had read my book. I love that. Oh my God. Like, so I, I was goals. there. Book club goals. Yeah, it was so fun. It was, it was amazing. Um, but someone had asked, like, basically that question, and we're like, you know, it's, it's really realistic that, like, to, to sort of portray, you know, a relationship that doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. And for me, mm-hmm. it was sort of like, I mean, I'm very into like the invisible string sort of theory and like that, you know, there are really no coincidences mm-hmm. and like everything sort of happens for a reason. I mean, obviously we have free will and you make choices that lead you on a path, but I I do think that there are, are things, you know, that are fateful and sort of tie you to, you know, inevitable outcomes. And so for me, like writing about Paul and Kathleen and writing about Noel and Theo, like I viewed Paul and Kathleen's story, their relationship as a happy ending because mm-hmm. ultimately they ended up with people they were meant to. Yeah. Um, and and also it led to Theo and Noel. And you hear like you hear Noel talk about like how happy her grandparents were, how happy yeah. Kathleen and her grandfather were and how like they would dance and just like the relationship they had so it's it's not like Paul and Kathleen not being together they were like miserable with these I mean like you really see that like 
they and were it is right super realistic right i feel like for yeah. that time and yeah we've had another author on where we've talked about a love mm. story that didn't necessarily end how like most people would think a love story would end but it was a happy ending rachel mm-hmm. for the people was it was it was um, it being this like you know, sometimes relationships just end because, like, yeah. that's just like their natural ending. Well, I feel, I feel like, like it's it super being. relatable to look back on a relationship. I feel like most people have that where they look mm-hmm. back and they're like, "Oh, that could have." And and I think they talk about this in the book. Like, they, it it was so beautiful. Her dad says it uh, mm-hmm. that her it was so beautiful that her grandma and grandpa ended up because they chose each other yeah. and like that you could have ended up she could have ended up with Paul and they could have chosen that and they could have chosen that hard which mm-hmm. would have just mm-hmm. been a different hard yeah. um but they didn't but I think that's really relatable because I think everybody has that person not not everybody but a lot of people have that person in their past they're, they're like oh I I could that could have happened and I could yeah. have chosen that mm-hmm. um or we could have chosen that and it would have could have worked out, um, but it didn't. And because yeah. of that, something else happened. So I just think that's really relatable. And you know, I love Steve that you Jobs. did it though with the uh, we d- you do get some happy you do get a happy ending. Yeah, in there there's a mosquito <laughs> flying around my computer. So if you see me swatting at something, <laughs> I'm like that's honing right, in it on it, and I'm like he and I are about to have words. It's about to be a yeah. thing. It's about to be a thing. Um, <laughs> Got it. Great. While she's doing that. Um, okay, so you talk, so in the book you kind of get uh, you you hear a lot about um, Noel and Theo, which first of all, I'm just I need to talk about how they call each other by their last name. Because I know, and I love that trope. I <laughs> love that. I am a sucker for that. It's so good, Me too. and it's perfect. It fits perfectly in with like the rivals or enemies mm-hmm. to lovers because they're like, oh, that's just like how they go. By. But they yeah. really I, they they have that history but you don't necessarily like hardcore focus on it it's like it's yeah. mentioned in passing of like yeah. the tennis and the school and different mm-hmm. things like that but it's never it's not like you're going back and forth between the two yeah. where I think some books do it's just like you yeah. give enough information where you feel like you can like picture them they and have those, a history but you mm-hmm. can like picture it and you can be like okay yeah. like I can actually see like almost like you can see them like at a tennis on the match. tennis court like, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but you're not really making it the primary focus. Did you have a reason where you wanted it to like people to understand their past, but you never wanted to make their past like a huge focus? I mean, for me, it was because there wasn't like, for me, it wasn't like they were in love with each other when they were in high school. I, though I'm like, does Theo love her? Because I feel like he might've, I got vibes. So my, my sort of um, view of how he felt about her in high school, and I talked about this this weekend too, was that he obviously was attracted to her, right? Like, duh. Um, and she was attracted to him too. So, like, they had that sort of core mm-hmm. chemistry yeah. that always existed between them. But, you know, Theo's life in high school was really tough. You know, he yeah. his dad was really oh, hard on him. Um, and, you know, pushed him and pushed him and pushed him. And no matter what Theo did, like, it was just never enough. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think Noelle 
represented this thing that he didn't have anywhere else in his life where like she knew he was good he was doing enough and that's why she was so mm-hmm. annoyed because mm-hmm. he was he was like doing the most he was great at everything yeah um and i think when i put myself in his shoes like cuz i you know even though i wasn't writing from his point of view i was always thinking about what he was thinking about yeah yeah um and so my my view of it was he wanted to preserve that feeling with her when he was in high school. And if for him to pursue anything with her would have ruined that almost because yeah. she was, first of all, I don't think she would have gone for it because she was really like annoyed by him all throughout high school. But um, I do, I do think that he had feelings for her, but he never would have gone for it in high school. So for me, like writing about their past was really to set the foundation for their present, right? Like yeah. where you knew enough that you understood where, like where they were mentally and emotionally in high school yeah. and what their vibe was like. And then that made it easier for me to show like the progression of them getting closer emotionally, them opening up to one another, them falling in love. Yeah. Um, them moving from calling each other by their last name to calling yeah, each other by their first, first name. name. Yeah, exactly. I know. Like, so good. By the way, I have to tell you, yeah. and Rachel knows this about me, I'm not a book highlighter, okay? I like mm-hmm. never highlight stuff in books. The amount of highlights I have in this book is like not normal. Like it's it's more or less half the book, but I <laughs> just I never pages. highlight. Like Rachel will be like, "What are your what's like a quote you love from this book?" And I'm like, "Shit, I don't know." Like, <laughs> like I loved the book, but have like maybe one highlight. I have yeah. so many from this book, and mm-hmm. there will be a point where I will share my favorites in a few minutes. I um, love it. Um, I can tell you that my absolute favorite is the one that starts with "He kisses the way some people fuck," and I was oh, like, "Yeah." Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, say less. I, oh. I feel like to convince Rachel to read it, I should have just sent her that quote and nothing I know. else. In I fact, know. what we do when we post about an author coming on uh, mm-hmm. on our Instagram is we will share quotes from the book and I that will be the first one we share. Like, that I, I literally that. just pulled up mine because I was like, I highlighted a lot too, but I'm a big highlighter. But I did, I'm like, I'm like, oh, we just like, mm-hmm. like, this is the whole. Uh, it's still yep. going. We're still oh going. Oh my god, I yeah, love it's it. It's just it's so much. Um, oh my so gosh. Another thing is, I really love the individual relationship you gave Noel with both Theo and Paul. Mm-hmm. Like, like mm-hmm. you really. I feel like Paul could have really just been made like such a side character, but you really make mm-hmm. him like such an important part. Yeah. Not only of explaining the story, but you gave him and Noel such a special relationship. She needed which, I, which she so needed because she was yeah. I mean it's a part of her grandmother that she didn't have. And I feel like yeah. it was so important to her to have that and to just do it like to just I love that you had him go on the trip. Like I really mm-hmm. just love everything about the three of them. Can you kind of elaborate a little bit on just the background of that. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was really important. Like, I I viewed Paul as the tie that bound Noel and Theo together from the mm-hmm. start because yeah. Paul he viewed was, himself the same way. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, yes, very much so. Um, you know, Paul was sort of the only 
real positive um, influence that Theo had mm, yeah. growing up. I mean, he was he he was the person that Theo could be a hundred percent himself with, and not have like not feel like he was striving to be better or be perfect or like achieve mm-hmm. more or get more success or whatever. Like Paul accepted him for who he was. Period. Without any you know, any sort of, um, uh, I can't think of the word right now, but he just took him as he was. Right. Um, and so it felt really important for me to show Noel that side of Theo because Theo was unabashedly soft with Paul mm-hmm. and also it mirrored or reflected the the bond that she had with her grandmother. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it was a way for me to immediately let Noel see, like, oh wait, I have something in common with this guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh oh. Um, yeah. And then Paul was also really important in Noel's healing journey. Like, mm-hmm. she needed. I think that she needed to to discover this like last piece of her grandmother. Um, through him she needed to hear i think but he also it's also the photography too i feel like that bond that they have over the photography i feel like he is really like the catalyst for her yeah like taking that next step and Mm -hmm. regaining her confidence and really like coming into her own not even just as a photographer but just like in confidence in general um yeah 100 and yeah. I love, I love that it's so not the traditional way you would maybe read a love story because, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like so often a love story is really just those two people and there's not necessarily a third yeah. person that's kind of like in there to kind of like meddle, but like not okay. in the way. And I mm-hmm. love, I love that he's really like pulling the strings with them. Yeah, but like totally. so subtly that like they don't even realize it. They don't even know. Like they no, have no idea. Like they have no idea. I need and to then read we're gonna spoil. I'm gonna read we're gonna spoil. If you if you're if you haven't read it yet and you're First listening of all, to this, what is wrong with you? Why have yeah. you not read it? Do you not listen to me talk about it every week? Okay. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Furious at you. I'm furious. furious. But if you haven't, maybe pause for a sec or skip. I don't know. But the then the the photos that he's taken of them oh. and you're just like I know I'm just having a moment it's giving me okay the other quote when she's like look at the view oh like, I know like, I'm, I, I am, am. Uh, uh, I, I can't I can't Hope <laughs> just like does it for me I um, know but it was funny because I oh, did it God. I'm no. just thinking about it again <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that Paul was gonna go on the trip I like until really? I really yeah um because I didn't initially have that in my notes that he would go yeah. with but then like as I was writing to it it it's almost like he like invited himself without me realizing that he was gonna do it yeah. and then I was like oh my god of course he has to go oh, he has like, to be there he yeah has to go and of course he, he has, to, has to sleep in the bed of He's course old. Yes. So, and he's not going to make him on the pullout couch, guys. No, no. I mean, he can't be. Um, But he was, he was really like the perfect roadblock and the perfect catalyst. Like, Mm -hmm. because they couldn't give in to each other 
as quickly as they wanted to because he was there, but he was also pushing them together. So like yeah. they were getting there because of him. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and 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 she did so much healing with Paul. She developed that relationship. She got to see Theo have that relationship. Like it was so important for him to be there that like in hindsight, I'm like, how could you not think from the start that he I will done tell it? you, gonna be a part I of spent it. Yeah. a good chunk of time worrying he was going to die trip and i was like i will not be over it i'm shocked i didn't get huh i get dms regularly from people that are like i need to know if paul's gonna die and i'm like shocked rachel that you didn't text me and ask me that i i just felt like you wouldn't have recommended it to me if i think that was the case you would never talk to me again (laughs) oh my gosh if that had happened i was already like oh my gosh I already cried way too many times for my comfort level. <laughs> like I prefer to not cry. It was great cries, like Started. phenomenal cries. Uh, but if that had happened, I would have lost my mind. No, um, well, I, I put a little Easter egg in there because he says at one point that his dad lived to be 104. Yes, yes. And okay. I just was yeah. like, I was like, that would be like too much. And, and horrible of me. It would be honestly. <laughs> like, I feel like no, your book may have gotten a different response. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No, I, I did love. We didn't put this in the um, questions, but I was kind of just talking about this. Kind of made me think about um, when you were talking about like the invisible string and all that. I love yeah. that you added in the uh, psychic reading, <gasps> like just a kind of um, unexpected scene. Yeah, and I loved it so, so much. So crazy about that. One of my best friends went on a trip earlier this year. She was telling me about it and she got a psychic reading that was uh-huh. like, like similar ish in a way. Um, her mom mm-hmm. passed away. Um, she was diagnosed with cancer, like early COVID and yeah. passed away shortly after that. And she didn't tell the psychic anything. And I think the psychic listening to her, like your mom, is really proud of you. It was just something. Yeah. Like, just really. And I was like, this is why I don't go to psychics, guys. Like, I, it's like too much. It's like too, like, <laughs> Neely would I, be like yeah. I would be a terrible person to go to a psychic because, like, I would take everything they said so seriously. And I yeah. would be like, well, it made me want to go. See, you're like, I could never do this. And me, I'm like, I have, I had a friend do a reading for me one time because she had like got a deck and she was mm-hmm. like, I want to do it. And it was so fun. And I was like, all right, I need to go do this again. And I've never yeah. done it again. No, but- I love, I mean, I'm like, I go to psychics. I get my tarot read like, you know, by, by professional people. If um, I ever do it, you would have to point me in the right direction. Yeah, I yeah, have to yeah, tell yeah. us. So yeah. I did a psych- the sponsored psychic thing. Like I had a psychic, it was sponsored. Um, yeah. And I, SponCon. It was SponCon because yeah. um, I, I do influencer work. And I was like, okay, like they reached out. It was like Halloween time last year. I was like, sure. It was not great. I mean, like, yeah. I, I feel like I was giving them a lot of answers because I was yeah. like, I just want this to end. Um, yeah, and I would have like I would need to find like a reputable psychic. Maybe maybe oh, Rachel, sure. we'll we will go find a local reputable psychic, and we, we should do that. We should do that. We should okay. do that. Love okay, and then we'll talk. We'll talk about it on the podcast. Maybe Jessica can tell us how one finds a reputable psychic. I mean. Yeah. For me, like the first psychic I I don't want to like go on my local mom's page and be like, does anybody yeah. know of a reputable psychic? <laughs> that, let me tell you who's not getting invited to play dates anymore. My kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sad. I'm kidding. They still will. 
Um, yeah, no, I, I've seen several psychics, all of whom who have been, um, recommended to me by people who have seen them. So like, honestly, that is a very word of mouth psychic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone I've ever seen has been super accurate. My grandma has come through every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a know, psychic podcast now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've had tarot read several times. I, I did it several times, like during my publishing journey. Cause I was just like, I need to understand like what is happening right now. Um, but including the tarot scene in, in the book, first of all, it's a very polarizing choice. Like people, yeah. people either love it or they hate it. Um, I loved it. I loved everything about it. There's not yeah. one comma in this book I didn't love. Okay. Yeah. There's quite literally, and I don't say that Rachel can tell you, I no. don't freely say things like that. There was nothing in this book I didn't love. I, I love it. multiple times turned to my husband and I was like, I'm literally reading the best book I've ever read. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, no, no. Like I'm going to, I will, I have said it to other authors that this is the best yeah. book I've ever read. Like, I don't care. Were on and I'm like, I need to like, well, and I think, I okay, so you I could tell, you could tell that you had tarot experience and I want you to talk yeah. about that in a second. But then I also want you to talk about um, the detail that you went in to about the places that they went so talk to us about your because you went to like really you it's like i have you done this road trip before yeah. no i haven't okay great okay so tell talk to us about the 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 i was like okay well she she knows psychics because yeah she i'm like this, yes. this you have to know information right. to write this mm-hmm. um and then and then once you're you've told us that story i need you to tell yeah. us about the places you've been okay so with the tarot thing I felt like it's for me as I was drafting and like, there's only so far that Paul can push them. Right. Because Mm -hmm. he's a known entity to them. Um, and, and there's only so far that they can push each other to share. Yeah. And so it felt for me like the right choice to bring in somebody totally objective. I mean, I view psychics when they're, reputable as sort of a therapist because mm-hmm. they tell you things about yourself that either you know and you you don't want to acknowledge it, or yeah. you don't know. yeah yeah and so uh, that's how I was viewing it it was sort of a therapy moment for them where they were both hearing things that they needed to to face you know with mm-hmm. Noelle she needed to know that it was okay that she was in a low point in her life that she was in a valley um, and, and I think that she needed to be sort of validated in like her, that it was okay that she let her life fall apart because she had lost someone so dear to her, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and I feel like Western culture does not have the, the time or patience for grief. You get. I was going to say, I really appreciate that. Like I say all the time um, mm-hmm. to people, like everybody has to process and grieve in their yeah. own way in different, yeah. whether it's a death or a disappointment or something else. And sure. I feel yeah. like we we want to put grief in a box so hard 100%. and make it yeah. look the same for everybody. And like mm-hmm. my, gra- so my grandparents passed away two years ago this month, um, 36 hours apart. Oh my um, gosh. My grandfather passed away and 36 hours later, my grandmother passed away. They oh. were not together. They were married but um they were in he was in um 
an assisted living facility and she was in memory care on hospice. So they were not together, but they notebook style. Yeah. Like, yeah, they knew like we, we really truly think that she knew he was gone. Um, yeah. And then she left because they were together every single day of their whole lives. They got engaged after six dates. It was like the most beautiful love <laughs> story. And it was extremely hard too. on me when they passed away. Yeah. And I didn't, I still don't necessarily feel like it was as hard on like other people in my family. Yeah. And like almost sometimes it like makes me mad that like yeah. mm. I seem to two years later still struggle. And mm-hmm. like everyone else seems to be like the other day, even I was like, and my dad won't listen to this. So it's fine. I was like, yeah, it's been two years since Poppy died. And my dad was like, oh, that's today. And I'm like, how do you not? Yeah. yeah. Like, why am I the only person that's like aware of this? And like mm-hmm. my son who's six, like very much feels things. And like, he still brings it up. Like yeah. if y'all want to get chills, just prepare thyself. Um, my son was nine months old when Andrew, my husband's grandmother passed away. And uh-huh. he frequently talks about her he'll be like mm-hmm. I really miss grandma Nina like I remember mm-hmm. like he will say like I remember kids are weird like that oh, they know. And, yes um, they know he, my kids do was, that too yeah so like he I think it only been around her two times because my husband's family lives in Houston and we're in Dallas um but like he still will be like I really miss grandma Nina and like okay do y'all want to hear something crazy sorry this has gone off the rails this is my, the death of a grandparent podcast yeah now. my oldest my oh yeah <laughs> uh, my oldest asks about my dad's mom who passed away when he was 12 it's i'm telling you kids they say all the time like i remember when Liam was really little he would stare at this spot on the wall all the time <laughs> And Andrew and I would jokingly be like, he's just looking at his Get ghost. Out. Like, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, we would literally be like, Liam's just looking at his ghost. And he would literally just stare at this one spot. Or he would wave to this spot. And Andrew and I yeah. were like, okay. Like, he, he, was, he was, was like a baby. And I'm like, y'all, we don't know. Okay, we, we don't, don't know. know. They're close. Yeah. Like, but anyways, like back to what we were saying like people so want to put grief in a box and make it look the same for everybody and feel like well it's been x amount of time you should be over it or it's been or i did feel like you handled that really well with the characters too because obviously noelle was taking it and her dad too but she was taking it what seemed like the hardest out of everybody in the family and and they don't discount her for that and i love that and she doesn't and she doesn't like shame them for not mm-hmm. having it, yeah. right? And I think both the things can be mutually exclusive, right? Like, like I can have a really hard time with something that maybe my cousin, who was just as close with my grandparents, didn't. And yeah. we just, everybody right. processes things differently. Oh, even if, the like, letter that Cat uh, wrote to Paul about Noelle being one of her soulmates. I mean, that's the I point that if my book had been paper, because I read everything on Kindle, my book would be ruined <laughs> because I was crying so hard during that. It was, yeah, it was such an emotional moment, but like she needed that. I just, she I needed I, that. I feel like so much of everything that she went through was just her processing. And the way that he gave her the letters, like yeah. he so easily could have been like, here's this box of letters. Yeah. Totally. And, but, and we're gonna, but he like let her receive them, like yeah. literally receive them as it felt right to her and as it mm-hmm. as she was like coming into her own on this whole journey it's like yeah. she was getting each letter at the exact point in time she why are these people okay, not real 
Like, which brings, I, I, yeah, seriously. Weird, actually. Which it's brings so me rude. back. I need to know, have you taken this road trip? No, I haven't. I haven't okay. taken it. In fact, um, I'm going to pull down. I had like, I, I'm in front of this window that's like, um, the sun shines in it and goes like right in my eye, but then, <laughs> but now the sun is setting and I, I feel like it's getting dark. Um, so I have been to Yosemite tons of times. Um, my husband and I honeymooned there. Um, it's one of my very favorite places on earth. I always call it like nature's church because I go there and I feel all this, like, I don't feel it anywhere else on earth that I found so far. I just feel this like almost pre-natural, like preternatural sense of, of peace when I go Mm -hmm. there. Um, and, and so I love it. And I was like, I have to have Yosemite in in the book like that's that's non-negotiable and then I have spent a lot of time in Zion um because like I said my grandma lived in southern Utah she lived about 45 minutes outside of the park we used to go there all the time I mean I was there all the time when I was little growing up um and it just again like I just was like I wanted to add little pieces of my grandma sort of throughout the um the book in like small ways. And in fact, someone, uh, one of my, one of, um, someone I am connected with on Instagram who has read the book, she was reading it and she noticed that one of the letters, the date was May 10th. And she was like, Oh my God, that's my birthday. I'm like, that's my grandma's birthday. Like I have like those little pieces of her. Yeah. So Zion is, is one of those things that, uh, you know, is like a little piece of her. And in fact, like I wanted that specific stop to be a huge emotional pivot for for Noelle and Theo. Like it was yeah. really important to me that, that that was where it happened. Um, and so, and then I was like, okay, so Yosemite and Zion. Like, how do I get them there? Um, and I just sort of created a path from from Yosemite to Death Valley to Vegas, which I've always yeah. been to. Um, and and from there, you know, and I've always wanted to go to Sedona because it has that sort yeah. of, like, you know. And I love there's a line that Theo talks about. I mean, you made me think of this when you just said about like how you feel this like connection to Yosemite where yeah. he talks about how he feels that with Milford Sound. Mm-hmm. And I we went on our honeymoon to Australia and New Zealand and we went to Milford Sound. And I always tell people I'm like, I have never felt Mm-hmm. a feeling like I felt at Milford Sound. Yeah. And so I literally, that was one of my highlights when you, yep. uh, when I he said that. that, I was like, yep, yep. Like I, I and I do, people just feel those connections to yeah. the earth. I mean, my husband and I talk a lot about like grounding and like mm-hmm. walking around barefoot and like yep. we're those hippie weirdos oh, that I, do that. Yes, 100%. But I'm like, we just feel those connections I don't really to like to be different places. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like I try to avoid that. I try no, to avoid the outside. No, I'm kidding. But it's so um, true. It was so relatable. Like how I loved how they went on this trip and they felt like these feelings mm-hmm. and these connections to places. Yeah. Um. That that everybody's gonna feel it differently. So but. we don't mm-hmm. have this in the questions. But when you're talking about pieces of your grandmother, when you yeah. kind of put in the "tell me a secret," is that one of them, or was that something? Because I don't know why we no. didn't have that written down. Um, yeah, that's that one is, of my favorite is. things about the book. Um, and I'm, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to pull up my quote. 
right. So when she said, tell me a secret, says, I don't want to be done with this in two days. As soon as that last confession is out, the relief pours through me like adrenaline. Tell me yours. He pulls back. I don't want to be done with this at all. And I'm dead. Um, <laughs> and I'm dead. Well, and I saw your post. It was to, it, it okay, popped up yeah. for me today. I'm like, I don't know if you posted it today, but ha- that was the original title of the book. Yeah, it oh, was. I didn't see that. I have not yeah, gone on the internet as much cool. today. Um, I'm like, I love that. Yeah, it, it was just, I mean, I love a theme. I will run a theme into the ground. And I loved using that game as a device, both for Noelle wanting to d- discover this last secret of her grandma's. Because, like, yes. if you think about it, the stakes of her not knowing aren't high. It's not like if she doesn't figure this out, that something will happen in her life, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, it's really an emotional stake for her. Like she just, she wants to know because they've played this game. They told each other their secrets, but she didn't tell her this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it creates a mystery. And then I loved using it as a device for her and Theo to open up to each other mm-hmm. and do it in a way that felt safe. Cause they were like, well, yeah. it's a game. Like, yeah. you know, it was, it was, when one of them said that it was a way for them to switch into this like truth telling mode. Um, and I think because they were both hiding things from each other um, and hiding emotions and suppressing things like that was such a safe way for them to, to play in that space with each other and get closer to one another. So that just kind of came out of my imagination. I'm going to start using this with my husband. (laughs) Tell me a secret. Well, and I love that they turned it from like, okay, it's not, we're not telling secrets anymore. Like now we're just telling our truths. And I love that too. Okay. We need to talk about the epilogue. Okay. Okay. If you have listened. I'm not okay. I know. We're not okay. We're not okay. If you've listened to the podcast, you know that Neely and I uh, are obsessed with an epilogue um, because it just puts the the pretty bow that we want on the story. Um, and this I thought the epilogue, book was perfect before I got to the epilogue. It, and then I was like, oh my God. Yeah, because they're like resolution again with the pictures that oh. Paul took. And then, uh, yeah, that, the way, that was just like dumb. It was stupid. The way that he proposes to her is like, like I wonder if girls, I mean, I've been married for nine years. But like, yeah. I wonder if people read this and are just like, wow, my proposal really sucked. I was but- like, honestly, I was, I mean, my husband proposed to me in the sweetest way. Like, he did it at home. Mine did too. Mine sent me on an amazing race sure, around sure, Dallas. Sure. Yeah, listen, I love we're the not, show Amazing We're not race. bashing our husbands I, yes, here. Your, your proposal yeah. was wonderful. It was perfect. It Andrew's was not even listening to this. He's not. Um, but it was not this. And right. <laughs> So I and and it's funny because like again I didn't know that he was going to do that until I got towards the end and then I was like oh my god like pictures are so important to them photography is so important to Noelle and I loved the idea that Theo wanted to show her that he wanted to be for her with her forever in a way that was so intrinsic to who she is as a person have yeah. you like, seen the TikTok trend of guys like they're like on a vacation with their girlfriends they're about to propose to and they keep showing the ring? Yes. And like I've so it's it. like the girl will be this. walking in I mean, front of them and they're like like making videos yep. of the ring like over and, and over like, and over again. Totally well, unaware. 
of what's yeah. obvious. And I loved that, like, the so it, his part of the proposal, well, or part of it happened uh, like abroad while they were traveling, but really yep. the, it happened at home. Mm-hmm. And so I love that they tie that together of like, yes, the photography is so important to their story, but also yeah. so is their travel. But yep. ultimately, like, they, when they're home, that's and like that's where it is yeah i know neely and i are having moments it's fine and like honestly as i was writing book two i was like i don't know like how i can you're like you're like i really shouldn't have peaked so high with yeah i mean she's like i ended up doing something different for this epilogue anyway so it's fine but like i yeah like it was just such a like it just felt so perfect for them, and yeah, and like I remember, um, I thought of the last line not when I was dr- drafting, not when I was actively drafting. I think I was like driving or something, and like it popped into my head, and I like burst into tears because I was just like, "What a full circle moment for mm. them!" Like thinking about the growth that they went through yeah. together and separately, like as individuals, as a couple. Knowing that like Theo now has has access to Noelle's family and gets to be yeah. part of that, and that Noelle has full access to Paul. I mean, she would have anyway, but like in a different way, right? Like yeah. they're all yeah. family now, and like it's so healing. I think for both of them, and just amazing that they get to like live the rest of their lives together um, so happily. So yeah, I, so I loved it. Yeah. It was fun to write. Okay, Neely has so made I'm yeah. So Neely has made this book her entire personality for I love it. forever. It's, it's my all-time favorite since book. she's right. But I need to know how the response has been for you. Not just my response, like you know, just the nexus. <laughs> I need to know about how my response makes you feel. <laughs> how does Neela know? How how has yeah. the response been? Just like it's your first book, like yeah, putting your baby out there in the world. She's still, she's still wee. She's still new. She is. I mean, she's, she's an infant still. I think, I I think it's been 12 weeks now. Um, it was, it's been so surprising, honestly, because, you know, when you're in your pre publishing sort of hole, like, you know, the traditional publishing is very slow. So I signed my deal in December of 2021 the entirety of 2022 was just radio silence, right? Like it's not, I mean, I obviously I had friends read it. I had beta readers. I have critique partners who were with me. I will happily be a beta reader for any future book you write. Nina's like, don't worry. I got you. I got you. I'm here. (laughs) I love it. Um, So it was, I, I had a lot of fear around strangers reading it, like mm-hmm. people that I didn't know. Um, and of course, you know, when I was writing it, no- Noelle talks about how she or Theo says this to her, like, do you even realize like what you've done? Like you, mm-hmm. you taking these photographs, you sharing these TikToks, talking about your relationship with your grandmother talking about her story has created this connection between you and strangers on the internet. And I, when I was writing that, I'm like, God, I hope at least one person feels this way about my book. Mm-hmm. And it has turned into, I mean, I literally got a few DMs today that were like, I got a DM today from someone who was like, 
you know, I used to, um, I haven't picked up my camera in forever and I planned to go, I'm planning like a weekend, you know, yeah, jaunt to go like do photography um, or, you know, like people DMing me about their grandparents, like yeah. people posting reviews and including pictures of their grandparents, you know, it's so because there's it's just so truly beyond. something for everybody. I mean, yeah. whether or not, even if you're not into photography and you're mm-hmm. not super close with your grandparents, but you just love yeah. a love story. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, it's such a good love story. And like, yeah. I feel like we're so inundated with love stories. And listen, I only read love stories. I love romance. Yeah. I don't want to read anything scary. I don't want to so- read super sad stuff. Yeah, I'll read like just moderately sad. So we just want to read love stories, and that's yeah. kind yeah. of why we created our podcast. Is because it needs to be more. It need women need to be okay with just like love and love stories, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's we don't need to hide them. We don't need to like be embarrassed about them. We need to yeah. just like be out and proud with our love stories. And mm-hmm. like we read a lot of books, and like there are a lot of books that I read, and I it was great and I love it while I'm reading it and I can't tell you two things about it and like yeah I quite literally think about this book every day like at some point in my day like a quote will pop into my head or just like a mm-hmm. feeling about it and like I think it was you Rachel where I was like I'm literally so jealous that you're experiencing this for the first time mm-hmm. like she started reading it and I was like I'm so jealous of that and like I think we've mm-hmm. all been there right when you're reading yeah, you like yeah. tell a friend about a book and you're so excited for them to read it and you're like but I'm so jealous that you get to read it for yeah. the first time totally. yeah. um, that you get to experience it and like and again like I don't just say these things lightly like I'm not just saying this because you're our guest um yeah I mean I literally like read it and I messaged you and I was like I just like need to talk to you about this and like what you're if- like I don't care if Rachel hates this book you're <laughs> no. coming on the podcast I know I was like well, you can't <laughs> hate it Rachel was like, are you going to hate me if I hate I'm like, you're not going to hate it. So I'm like, not don't worry about it. Um, I am as obsessed. What a cool world we live in, though, that like you can read a book and you can love mm-hmm. it and you can immediately contact the author where yeah. Yeah. five years ago, that wasn't necessarily the case. And totally. yeah. there are so many books that I loved for years. And I remember like tweeting to an author that I loved one time, like years mm-hmm. and years ago, and she responded, mm-hmm. but like, you can literally like have a straight up conversation with an author you love now. And I just well, think that's and, such an amazing thing. Yeah. And you and, talked a little bit about people who have reached out to you and how, yeah. how has bookstagram and book talk made a difference for you and just like the publication of the book? I mean, it's, it's been everything because this, this book has done what it's done because of word of mouth. Like I, I hit the USA Today bestseller list my third week out. And usually what happens is like you list your first week because that's usually when you get the most, mm-hmm. you know, the yeah. most sales. Um, I don't know. Colleen Hoover's got books on that book. She wrote like 15 oh, I years know. ago. Well, but she's yeah. Colleen Hoover. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying like. Colleen Hoover, who just like trucked along there for yeah. so long. Yeah. And yeah. Haley yeah. Bieber read one of her books and it was like, see what we I'm need to do, what we need to get you with a view to Haley Bieber. Haley Bieber. Yeah. She is it's the, it is the Haley Bieber effect of life. If she does yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like. I glazed nails for a long time. Yeah. Hey, I bought her yeah. lip balm recently. Influenced. It's, it's okay. Good. Influenced. Yeah, yeah. It, it influence was actually really good. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think that 
like that fact is a testament to people talking about it, people recommending it. I mean, reviewing it, posting about it. Um, And it's not like, I think the most surprising thing for me has been that it's not like everyone has been saying, I liked this book. It was good. It's like people are making fan art. People are making edits. People are talking about, like, are are talking about. I'm just like basically going door to door and like, I mean, you're the perfect example. You really are like the perfect example. No, like, catch me at school pickup. Like, because a lot of the moms, like, we all hang out and (laughs) we're all big readers, like, all of us. And I'm literally like, okay, just. Who hasn't read it yet? Um, Like, let's check in. No one now because I've made them all. And I think what's so, uh, you know, I think very healthily a lot Mm -hmm. of authors don't look at their Goodreads. But I happen to notice. Yeah, like, don't look at it. Um, But I happen to notice because I was adding it to uh, what I was reading. Mm -hmm. And I like just the fact that you said, what, this is 12 weeks now and you have over 13,000 ratings that and like, I won't tell you your star rating. Yeah, because, like I'm gonna keep. I'm not gonna tell, but it's really fucking good. So uh, I'm like, that's incredible, and you yeah. should be very proud of yourself. I'm sure that yeah. you are. But like, it's just a like a wonderful. It's a wonderful book. It's well deserved. Thank you. And I so mean, it's it's amazing how it's I, done. It's it's honestly it's so wild. Like I I think I about it. it and I'm like I can't even believe that this has happened to me. It's awesome. Good for you. Oh my um, God. Okay, so what authors inspired you? We have a couple more questions, and then we're gonna okay. like wrap and then we're things gonna up. talk on the Patreon about. Um, I we are really about try to like squeeze as next. much information in the Patreon. So like, if you're Perfect. listening, you're definitely gonna want to listen to the Patreon. Okay, so <laughs> what it. authors inspired you on your writing journal journal journey? Obviously, sure. Stephanie Meyer, but who yes. else? Yeah, for sure, Stephanie Meyer. Um, Laura Dave was oh, a huge. Oh, I love Laura Dave. Yeah. Oh my god, which I, she's she is incredible. I loved. Um, I read London is the best city in America when it came out in two thousand six, and I just remember reading it and being like, I'm in love with the way that she writes. Like mm. she has a very spare um, style. Like she's mm. not flowery, um, but she says so much with like very little. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just evokes so much emotion. I've I've loved everything. I haven't read her thriller, but I've read all of her women's fiction. Um, and I don't do thrillers, so I understand. Me neither. So I, I haven't yeah. read it. Like I said, um, I don't like to be scared. <laughs> me neither. Ever. Um, Emily Giffen was a huge influence for okay. me. I've met her. This a few is why Neely loves you so much because you're like oh, naming yeah, all of her totally. favorite I mean, people. Yes. So <laughs> Emily Giffen, I'm going to tell you just a quick Emily Giffen tidbit about why she's such a wonderful human. Um, I'd met her one year. She had a book signing here. Met her. We ended up going mm-hmm. out to me casino and having mambo taxis with like six other people from the book signing. It was lovely. Um, I, love I honestly it. thought it was like the highest point in my life that I was ever going to I was like, where mm-hmm. do I go from here? Um, she was here she was been back in dallas two years later for a book signing for her next book and it my dad had just been recently diagnosed with cancer and had had surgery Mm -hmm. that day and i wasn't going to go to her book signing um because he was not doing very well like we did not think he was going to make it and everyone was like go like you've been looking forward to this and i went and i told her about it and then she proceeded to text me every day for the next month to check on my dad oh my gosh and i'm like emily like 
I don't think it, she could do nothing else for the rest of her life. I will promote any book she writes because she's totally. a good person. And like, yeah. I also just love her books. But Something Borrowed and Something Blue were like two of the first, like her first four books were like some of the first books that I like binged through an author's mm-hmm. catalog of. And they're yeah. so good. I love her. I, I just. Yeah, I, I I love her. Those two books in particular, like, were really and formative. I'm just obsessed with her cute family. I she's need the, to like really need to look her up on Instagram. I, I haven't. In she's the time. cutest family. I love her. I will as soon as we're done here. I'm gonna I'm gonna stalk her a little bit. All right. What other authors? Sorry um, for interrupting. Uh, Laura Dave, Emily Giffen, um, um, Christina Lauren. Uh, mm-hmm. are huge um, influences on me. Yeah. Um, and also Same. just like my writing friends, like um, um, uh, uh, Libby Hart, who's one of my critique partners. Um, mm-hmm. um, Wait, Regina just... Black. Um, Libby, Libby just... Hart, Planes, Trains, and All the Feels. Thank you. But... You're the one yeah. who told me to read it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's she what also... I read right after I read You with a View because I was like, I don't know what to read. And I'm like, well, Jessica oh. Joyce said to read Planes, Trains, and All the Feels. <laughs> yes. so I and loved just, it. It's like, just... why do I know that book? Her okay. new book just came out yesterday called Some Kind of Wonderful. Um, I oh, loved Planes, Trains, and All the Feels. That's when I explained to everyone on the podcast that I was accidentally in my road yes, trip yes, era yes. of yeah. 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 I also read Mrs. Nash's Ashes like around the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. I was like, I'm just reading about road trips now. Oh, yeah. All the road trips. Yeah. I love um, it. Regina Black is another um, um, author friend of mine. Um, her book, The Art of Scandal, came out. Um last month she's brilliant like she talks about craft and I'm just like sitting in my seat like with bated breath like what are you gonna say next I just uh, I think she's she's so smart and and so talented um Alicia Thompson um is a really close friend of mine and I just I'm I admire her talent so tremendously um my other critique partners um uh, Gemma Blythe, who writes Erotica. Um, mm. um, Love it. Uh, Sarah T. Deb, who's um, her full length debut comes out next year called Birding with Benefits. It's a beautiful book. Um, and she also writes under the pen name Eliza McLean. Um, and those are like um, holiday specific um, novellas. She has two, and then one comes out. Um, we're about to. October. We're gonna enter our holiday era soon. We on are. Podcast. Oh my yeah. god, I love it. Yeah. Um, so just so many people like I, um, Maggie North, um, whose debut comes out next year, um, is brilliant. Um, Alexandra Kylie, brilliant. Um, um, uh, Sarah ben- uh, Brenton. Um, who has a debut coming out, I think, next month. I Just so many. I, I feel like I'm just, like, surrounded by, like, this. Yeah, wealth. you so, have you know, surrounded yourself. Yeah, I like, a that. community that's just incredible. So yeah. they, they inspire me all the time. Well, you kind of answered this, but we always end um, our interview portion with what is a have-to-read book that you always recommend to people? So it could have been one of the ones you talked about, or it can be something else. Can I do one romance and one non-romance? Sure, absolutely. Okay, so romance, I'm going to say Beautiful Player by Christina Lauren because it is 
just like a classic romance novel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from their beautiful series. It it's Will Sumner, which is like the like, only one of their books I haven't read. Is that? Oh my god, you have to! I know. I know. That is your that is your assignment. Like you yeah. have to it's drop everything. So it's so good. It's so steamy. It's like brother's best friend. It's like. Ooh. It's just, it's one of my favorite books of all time. It's like a comfort read for me. Yeah. So I love that. I feel like, you know, if you want to know me as a person, like that is a book. That's what you should read. Um, And then non-romance is um, Tiny Beautiful Things um, by Cheryl Strayed. Strayed? I don't know how to say her last name. But it's it's like a collection of um, her uh, advice columns called Dear Sugar. Mm-hmm. And they're just... I feel like every- I used to subscribe. She had a newsletter for a while. Yeah, like it's it's uh-huh. sort of in that vein. Like just okay. everything, everything that is within those pages is so poignant and like special and like... How cool. I don't know. I just, I always feel very seen by everything that happens in that book. So yeah, um, I would recommend that one too. Okay. So the next Great. thing we do is like we've got some required reading now. We, yeah. Um, yeah. we always yeah. kind of end just on like a, like a fun light note. We do a rapid fire, this or that. It's just four questions, two okay. choices for each one. Okay. And you just first answer that comes to your mind. Um, I will start this time. Only one okay. better enemies to lovers. Enemies. Oh, dude, actually. <laughs> she's like, nope, I'm, she's like, I've already fucked you up. You got like mid, you got mid answer and you're like, like, no. Sunk in. Um, I'm going to say enemies to lovers still. Like, okay. But Are I really sure? love one bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Let's start going. Okay. Um, hiking or a scenic drive? Uh, 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 scenic drive. Like, I promise you're not being graded. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> all right. Love like letters. Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> love letters or love texts? Love letters. Hmm. Okay. So we always end on a pick your praise. Good girl or look at me. Oh, I look know. at me. It's so good. It's so good. It's good. It's so good. It's as good as good girl. I mean, that's good too. I'll take a meet either one. I mean, I I frequently say though, like if my husband said good girl to me, I'd be like, what's wrong with you? Stop. If my husband said anything that like is said in romance novels, like in real life, I'd be like, I would laugh him out of the room. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Wrong audience. Brian likes to do it though. (laughs) <laughs> Brian likes to do it where he's like he'll like be an a- not an asshole that's a wrong word <laughs> no, <laughs> he'll but like be a jerk about it though but he'll he'll like um okay so my four year old made fun of me for making pasta the other day because I like don't cook and so she was like you made pasta you know how to do that and he was like good girl and I was like sir exit <laughs> exit the room don't yeah get out get out. <laughs> Okay, the next thing we do is we do a review of the week. Y'all, this one's short and sweet. I was like, this is all I this is all we need. It just is this is amazing. So if you are um if your username is Erica Soccer13 DMS, we have some happy mail for you. Um thanks for telling us how and amazing I hope you're we older are. than 13. Or you're maybe yeah. you're just a big Taylor Swift fan. I have something in my mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, it's time to horror ourselves out. So uh Jessica, where can people find you? Um, I'm on Instagram, um, as Jessica Joyce writes, 
I'm on Twitter, even though I'm never there anymore. I think I'm underscore Jessica. Ruining it. I know. Thanks a lot, dickhead. And then um, I'm also on Threads uh, as Jessica. We love Threads. We love Threads. Threads. I think I'm into it. Threads needs to pop off more. Okay. It does. I I don't think that's a phrase that people say anymore, but it really fits because I'm usually about five years behind. Yeah, um, but we, we need get to you. let's all put more info or energy into threads. Let's make it. I, a thing. I, yeah. I totally agree. Neely, where can people find you? Oh, you can find me everywhere at Neelykins, except on TikTok where I'm Neely Moldavan. And you can find our podcast everywhere, everywhere, only on, you can find us on Instagram at Smut Show and podcast, threads and, and threads. threads. Um, you can find our Patreon. You can find each of our good reads. You can find all you know, the Facebook things. group, Facebook yeah. group. I mean, we're really, we're really trying to be everywhere. Um, we're trying, yeah. One day we'll have a TikTok. One day. happen. One day. Um, you can find me everywhere at Rachel underscore M Lewis. And Jessica, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. And if this you haven't read phenomenal. You with a View, but somehow you listened to this whole podcast episode anyway, um, go read you with what stop yeah. and go read it. It's stop. <laughs> I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to give you my other endorsement. I don't love to buy books. I have a Kindle unlimited uh, yeah. member membership. And if it's not on Kindle unlimited, I'm usually like, I don't want to do it. Or if I can't get um, it from the library, I which I'm on hold thousand... for a long ass time at the library for this book. <laughs> so she bought it. But... I bought it. Cause I was like, my hold's not going to come through in time. <laughs> Guys, this is, I don't say this often. This is worth far more than it's Amazon is asking you for. Okay. Yeah. Like just buy it. You're you'll want to reread it anyway. I'm going to. Yeah. Probably multiple times. Um and if you're a Patreon subscriber, uh, and if you're not, you should be. Uh, we are about to do an episode with Jessica on Patreon, so you'll be able to listen to that on Thursday. Uh, but Jessica, thanks so much for yes, coming on the Jessica, podcast. Thank you, and just letting me fangirl for an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, time of my life. Good, good. All right, well, bye, y'all. We'll bye. see you next week. Bye.